I welcome you back to another episode from Walk Down Memory Kane from the Illinois School for the Visually Impaired. In this episode, you get to enjoy the play from 2007 titled Ma Grady's Curse. Judy Brown is a narrator in this play. Other actors and actresses are Cassie Moulton, Heather Poppleton, Trey Bradley, and Jacob Sexton. All those will be announced by Judy Brown. And Denise Kerlicker is the director of the play. God bless and enjoy. The fourth hour drama class would like to welcome you to our presentation of Ma Grady's Curse. The cast of characters includes Mr. Grady, a man in his 30s, the owner of Ma Grady's Diner, played by Trey Bradley. Rusty, a waitress in her late teens, is played by Heather Poppleton. Tish, a 17-year-old customer, is played by Cassie Moulton. Alberto, a 17-year-old customer, is played by Jacob Sexton. And I am your narrator, Judy Brown. The setting is a diner in Bully, Oklahoma, a faded place that has seen better days. The decor is simple with a wooden table and lunch counter. A door leads to the outside. The time is the present. Rusty is setting up for the day behind the lunch counter singing to herself. Enter Mr. Grady, a strange, sullen man. He sets down a box of food, then exits. I suppose you heard about Martha Weston. The doctor says she can't even think about an artificial leg until her stomach shrinks. I guess she won't be leaving here anytime soon. Grady enters with pies and donuts. You don't need to wait to get on the bus. It's not that simple, Grady. I suppose not. Grady exits. Poor thing. That and married to Sammy Wills. I heard he was moving to Alaska with or without Martha to work in a salmon factory. Can you imagine it? Clipping fins on those nasty old slabs of fish? There is a knock at the front door. Alberto and Tish appear in the window. Hello? Are you open yet? Hello? Does it look like we're open? Hello? Rusty goes to the door. Hold on, just wait a minute. Rusty opens the door. Alberto and Tish enter. Rusty locks the door behind them. Hi there for a minute. I thought you guys weren't open. Well, we're not. But you might as well have a seat since you're already in. Thank you. I'll be glad to see you. There hasn't been a gas station or restaurant for miles. We've been driving since 5 a.m. and sure could use some food. Actually, we're lost. Tish, we're not lost. Oh, yeah? <laughs> then where are we? We're in Bully, Oklahoma. <laughs> Enter Grady. Throughout this scene, he is engaged in a ritual, snapping his wrist three or more times over the food he puts out. He is almost trance-like, which doesn't stop Rusty from addressing him. I know that. 
but we lost the rest of the group. They gave us all directions in case we got separated, but we're still not sure where we are. The highway keeps turning. We don't know if we're going west or south half the time, and we have to be in Tuttle by noon. Tuttle? Never heard of it. Have you, Grady? No. What's in Tuttle? The Young Inventors Convention. We're with a group. What kind of group? Inventors, of course. Patents, inventions. You know, like when you invent something. So what did you invent? A heated ice cream scooper. Well, how about that? Think you could use one of those, Grady? Uh, no. <laughs> hey, I see there's coffee made. Do you mind if I have a cup? Rusty stops with the look of apprehension. Well, uh, I suppose you want some too? No, thanks. I don't drink coffee. Rusty turns to Grady. Grady, this guy wants some coffee. Oh? They're just passing through. I mean, it's just sitting there in the pot. I suppose. Rusty pours a cup of coffee for Alberta. You are a lucky fella. Why? Oh, nothing. Rusty watches him drink the coffee. Don't let us stop you from getting things set up. Yeah, we're just glad you let us in. I'm all set. You are? Yep. Well, since you're all set, do you mind if we order some food? Rusty and Grady stop and look at each other. Is that a problem? You said you were all set. Well, yes, that is a problem. You're just going to have to wait. Whatever. That's fine. We'll wait. Tish and Alberto are watching Grady. So, what did you invent? I designed a manhole cover. Like for sewers? Yep. You mean somebody actually makes those things? Why, sure. Everything comes from somewhere. Does a fancy traveling salesman selling sewer tops? I'm not a salesman, and I never said I was fancy. Excuse me. <laughs> Alberto, finish your coffee, and let's get out of here. No, I'm starving. This place is giving me the creeps. Come on. No, I want to eat first. Alberto! <laughs> What's he doing anyway? Uh-huh. Hey, Mr. Grady, what are you doing? Rusty, what's Mr. Grady doing? Fixing for the day. Say what? He's removing the curse. What, what curse? curse? Ma Grady's curse. Never heard of it. Me either. You wouldn't have since you're not from around here. Ma Grady was this boss's grandmother. She's the one that started this diner. Her and her husband. Then he died and she ran it all by herself. That is, until she got sick about nine years ago. And her family made her give it up. That's when Grady here took it over. So what's the curse? Ma Grady was so mad and her family made her quit. that she said when she died, she would put a curse on all the food in the restaurant. She said that anyone who ate it would get sick and die. Is Ma Grady still alive? No, she died nine years ago. You don't believe that stupid curse stuff, do you? I sure do. Ask Mr. Walter Moore if he believes in curses. Well, guess what? You can't ask him because he's dead. He was the first customer in here after Ma Grady passed away. Him, his wife, and his granddaughter Crystal. Now, I wasn't here, of course, 
I was just a little kid, but there were plenty of witnesses, believe me. What happened? The Morris all got the meatloaf dinner. Little Crystal couldn't eat hers, so Mr. Moore ate hers too. Then they left. Next thing everybody knows, Mr. Moore is dead on arrival at Mercy West Hospital. Just Mr. Moore? Not his wife or little Crystal? No, just him. But I already told you he ate Crystal's food too. <clears throat> but not his wife's. Well, we don't know. Maybe she didn't eat hers either. Hard to say. What did they say was the cause of Mr. Moore's death? Heart attack. But it wasn't like Marguerite's going to leave a calling card for first victim. But others ate here that same day too, didn't they? Yes. Did they get sick too? No. Well, you see? It doesn't necessarily mean everybody had to get sick. Grady, help me out with the story. I'm getting confused. About what? About the curse. I got it out straight in my head. I know that I'm right, I know that Grady's right, and has demonstrated power to remove his grandma's curse. And I know that he's going to eat one thing in this place without Grady first lifting the curse. How about this coffee? Is it safe? Well, now, Grady's gone back and forth on beverages since his grandma was at clear on that point. I guess you could say it's a judgment call sort of thing. Pardon me, but all this seems like a bunch of phony baloney. Alberto! Grady looks up. Going on. <laughs> <laughs> Judgment call on the coffee, that's a good one. Where do you come off making fun of us like that? You probably got this whole town scared to death to eat your food without all its all your hocus pocus over it. Come on, Alberto, we need to get going or we're gonna be late. More people eat here than anywhere else, you know. Pretty good trick, good for business. This has nothing to do with business. People come here because they come here and they always have. Tish moves to the front door. It is locked. Miss, we'd like to leave now. Could you please unlock this door? As a paying customer, I would like to request a cheese omelet made with three cursed eggs, please. <laughs> Alberto, what are you doing? No, sir. That's right, no. Alberto, let's go. We can eat in total. And I'll take two slices of cursed whole wheat toast. <laughs> Too late for the eggs. Grady's decursing them right now. How about you take this cash as a special bonus for your trouble and hand over the bread? What? Will you stop? You think you can buy your way into our diner before we're ready? Well, I got news for you, Mr. Stewart, the inventor. There's just some things your money can't buy. Alberto spots the loaves of bread along the shelf Grady has not yet gotten to. He reaches over and grabs the loaf. Tish attempts to grab it back from him. Are you crazy? Mr. Grady hasn't taken the curse off the bread yet. Put it down right now. <laughs> I want two slices of this bread, please. Give me the bread. If I'm not afraid to eat this bread, why do you care if I eat it at all? Because that's not the way we do things around here, that's all. Stop it! Give me the bread! Grady, help me! 
Alberto holds the bag above his head, dodging Rusty and Tish. Alberto rips up the bag and shoves a piece of bread into his mouth. Mm, this is good. No! Stop! Don't eat that bread! Rusty lunges at him, crying. Alberto, shocked at her response, stops and spits out the bread. I'm sorry. Jerk! You can eat that. I didn't mean any harm. Now can we leave? Grady comes over. You come in here asking for our help, our help, and now you act like a fool. I didn't mean any. I didn't mean to get you all upset like that. I was just trying to make a point. I see. Well, let's clean up this little mess and forget about this unfortunate accident. Rusty, are you okay? Yes. Let's get these two a couple of omelets so we can get them back on the road. That's okay. We really don't want anything. I'm sorry about all this. We would just like to go now, please. Have a seat. But we, uh... I said have a seat! <laughs> and you too, miss. They sit. <laughs> Thanks a lot, idiot. <laughs> what kind of toast would you like, sir? Whole wheat. And you, miss? None. Whole wheat it is. <laughs> Four pieces of bread from a package and puts them in the toaster. You didn't, uh, you know, do your thing with the bread. Yes, I know. Go ahead, do your thing. I'll wait. Go ahead, eat the bread. Please, I know how much it means to your waitress. I don't want her all upset again. She's not upset. You're not upset now, are you, Rusty? No. <laughs> Please, Mr. Grady, I would really appreciate it if you would take the curse off that bread. Food should be ready in a minute now. <laughs> I know I acted pretty crazy just now. Grady butters the toast as Rusty sets down the two omelets. There you go. Rusty, get this young fellow a cup of coffee. I can't see the bottom of this cup. And Miss, would you like some orange juice? It just came in this morning. No, thanks. Grady ignores Tish's response and pours herself. <laughs> How's the toast? You like it? Enough butter? You didn't, uh, you know, uh... Try a bite. <laughs> Nothing worse than cold toast. <laughs> And Miss, how's your toast? Try a bite. Tish reluctantly takes a bite of her toast. It's fine. Alberto stands up and takes out his wallet. You're leaving? Yeah, we've got a long way to go. Keep your money, son, and don't be stranger to these parts you hear. How about that bread, uh... Grady sure? unlocks the door. Tish runs out. <laughs> Come back now, you hear? Are you sure there's nothing you can do now that you now that we've eaten the bread? Some kind of blessing or something? No, no, it's too late for that. 
of a curse. No, right, careful out there now. I just thought nothing worse than nice weather. <laughs> Alberto exits. Grady goes to the loaves of bread and moves his hands over them. Rusty rushes to the window. She turns and looks at Grady as if hypnotized. He looks up at her, a sinister, triumphant expression on his <laughs> <laughs> Woo!